Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello, welcome back to Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit. Today we're continuing our explorations around uncertainty. Last episode we talked about what uncertainty is, how a brain is wired to hate uncertainty and how it makes us miserable by the meaning we make out of the doom-filled scenarios that a brain will conjure up when faced with an unknowable future. We explored how uncertainty could be described as a fear of a future feeling And we looked at how we innocently make up how we think we'll feel if something happens. Then I asked you to take a look at that for yourself in your own life. Notice when the squirmy feeling of uncertainty shows up and see with curiosity what you innocently make of it. I had a few messages from some people describing this and a few of you said just realising that Of course, a brain is going to freak out and imagine the worst case scenarios and terrible catastrophes when faced with the unknown was very helpful. So yay. I also received a few examples of where you dreaded a certain event or an outcome and it was fine or even enjoyable. Cool. I ask you to take a look in your own life and go and notice what you notice (laughs) because just seeing this stuff in a fresh way just opens up so much. Once we start poking at what we think things are, like what's anxiety, what's fear, what's uncertainty, what's peace, when we poke at them and really take a fresh look at them, everything changes. Anyway, so this episode we're going to talk about how to deal with uncertainty And also what happens when we make up an imagined bad thing, when we're faced with uncertainty, but then it actually happens. So I began last episode with a quote from mathematician John Allen Paulos, who said, Uncertainty is the only certainty there is. Knowing how to live with insecurity is the only security. And this episode, I want to share a quote I read recently from Wynne Morgan, who's an incredible teacher, coach, leader, and mentor in this field of exploring how humans work and how we experience life. He's also a favourite human of mine, and he was on the show as a guest, actually, a few episodes ago. Wynne said, What is ever at stake in everything I do or don't do, whether I win, lose, or draw? A feeling. A temporary thought-created feeling, a feeling that has nothing to do with my value as a human or who I really am. I love that and we'll explore more around the implications for this later in the episode. Before we move on to how to deal with uncertainty, I'd love to share something that was suggested to me by one of my teachers, which once I saw it for myself, It resonated so deeply and I found evidence of it everywhere. When you take a look, all of the best and most amazing things in life seem to spring from the fertile soil of uncertainty. Consider people that you've met, places you've been, 
job opportunities, cool coincidences and many more. They were often born from uncertainty, from a not knowing what was going to happen. I'd love you to just take a look at that for yourself in your own life. It really is very cool to see uncertainty in this way. Okay, let's move on to how to deal with uncertainty then. Well, does it need dealing with? (laughs) If it's an inevitability of being human, do we need to deal with it at all? What does dealing with it mean? Dealing with something, or rather someone in gangs and mobs, means to get rid of them, (laughs) to kill them. You know what I mean, swim with the fishes or something. But we can't get rid of uncertainty, as we've talked about. It's inevitable and always happening. Everything is uncertain right now. But consider why we want anything dealt with, including why mob bosses and gang leaders want something or someone dealt with. They want to feel a certain way. They want to feel triumphant or victorious or dominant or whatever the feeling is for post-avengence peace of mind. (laughs) So, like mob bosses, because all of us humans work in the same way, We also only want to deal with uncertainty because we want a feeling. What feeling do we want that we think uncertainty is preventing us from having? Consider that for yourself for a second. What feeling do you want that you think uncertainty is preventing you from having? Like comfort ease, contentment, peace, well-being as examples. But consider this, how, how does not knowing what will happen, the uncertainty, actually prevent those nice feelings that you want? How does uncertainty, which is a feeling, block or cover up contentment or peace which are another feeling, which are other feelings. These aren't tangible objects. Peace is not a teapot and uncertainty isn't a tea cosy. How can we cover up and obscure the teapot with the tea cosy when both are a feeling? Do you see what I'm doing? (laughs) What are feelings? They're the sensation of our thinking in the moment. They aren't objects. They're not teapots. (laughs) I don't know about that one. Is it possible then that we're just using more thought to think that uncertainty can take away or obscure our peace of mind? Is it possible that all of this experience is coming from thought? Is it possible that humans are peaceful, content and at ease by nature, by default, as a starting point, before we build on top of that with our walls of thought saying otherwise and saying that we need certain conditions in place to feel a certain way? Hmm? And is it possible that those thought walls are actually just made of clouds and not bricks? And if we look a bit closer or sit with this and ponder it, we can just walk right through them. 
I guess what I'm getting out of here is that it's all kind of made up, like we're making up what uncertainty means and how it's affecting us. I've talked on the show a bajillion times about our set point, our foundation as humans, as being one of peace and ease, only ever covered up by the clanging of our chattering brain. Now, there's not much we can do about the clanging, but you can do anything you want. But if we get curious about all this, we can see that thoughts and feelings are always coming and going. And there is peace and calm right there underneath, even when we don't feel it in that moment. Knowing it's there, just covered up, ironically can bring us a feeling of great security and comfort, even when the future is unknown. Like we all feel that health is the natural state of our body, right? But we don't feel that peace or ease or calm is the natural state of our mind. But what if it is? I had two amazing guests, Judy Sedgman and Christine Heath on the show last year, and they talked about security being built in. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes. as It was so powerful to hear how they described that. So is it possible that uncertainty in life doesn't have to come with insecurity and worry? Good news. It absolutely is possible because you're living in constant uncertainty as a feature of being human but your thoughts and feelings are always changing. In the last week, most of us would have had moments of being calm and settled, even if we didn't notice them, or even if we shooed them away to roll around with our worries again, thinking that's the way they are solved. But we have all had these tiny pockets of peace recently. But life was still uncertain then, right? We just weren't thinking about what that all meant. We just weren't thinking about what all the uncertainty meant. Can you see how cool this is? And if this isn't resonating with you right now, no problem. You aren't missing something. There's nothing to figure out. Just stay curious and open to annoying but useful words. Okay, so let's talk about when a bad thing happens. Because guess what? A bad thing will happen in life, (laughs) for sure. I've got a whole episode on this specific topic, but let's touch on it here. When I'm exploring uncertainty with people, they love to see that, of course, a brain hates uncertainty, and they can come to see that they make up all these terrible scenarios in the space of uncertainty, and then live in the fear of that. Me too! And then there's a softening or a lightening around that that can happen as we see that our brain is just being a brain. And then, inevitably, they ask about bad stuff actually happening. It's all very well to say we make up a bunch of stuff in our mind and we don't have to believe it. Cool. But bad stuff does happen, Siobhan. What then? Yeah, and I had exactly the same questions when I was coming across this stuff too. Okay, so I'm going to hand this one over to Bill Burr, the sarcastic, wry and divisive comedian to help us out. Bill Burr has said, you're going to be fine. And even if you're not going to be fine, isn't it better to just exist thinking that you're going to be fine? And then when it's not fine, then you can just fucking handle it then. There's no sense to ruin it now, right? 
I don't even know if I was trying to do his accent then. I don't think so. Anyway, you can find that clip online. It's very cool. This is incredibly profound to me. So a bad thing will happen. Or a thing will happen and we'll have bad feelings from our thoughts about it. Really bad. Feelings of hurt, loss, grief, disappointment, terror, anguish, despair, desperation. There's a million more. But I wonder if you've ever noticed this. When something really bad happens, which it will, we're not pretending otherwise. There is often a surprising quiet, a stillness. Life is crystallised in a moment of pure awareness, kind of like where our thoughts almost leave us. I'm not describing this very well. Sometimes this lasts less than a second and we may only notice it in retrospect. So Mara Gleason, who co-founded the non-profit One Solution, which I love, was held up at gunpoint when she was younger and she describes this kind of experience beautifully in her book called One Thought Changes Everything. It's a great book and one of my favourites that explores the paradigm that we talk about on the show and I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, So go and read that for a better explanation of what I'm trying to describe. But I've experienced this myself in various situations, such as being bitten by a street dog in Asia, when my mum was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and when I was broken up with suddenly by someone I really cared about, and then also when two people tried to attack me. There was just, I don't know how to describe it, (laughs) something, space, clarity, although not quite clarity, clearness, (laughs) I don't know. But the two that needed immediate attention, the dog bite due to the rabies risk and because there was a dog hanging off my thigh and the attempted assault, in both of those, some kind of instinct kicked in and I just did the next things mindlessly, thoughtlessly. Like, I wasn't actively thinking about getting away from the attackers or the dog. I was just suddenly doing it. The other two examples, my mum's diagnosis and then later her passing and my experience of heartbreak were more sustained, I suppose, than the immediate threat of the dog or the attack. I had the same experience of clearness where the world just came to a point in this one bright moment or something, (laughs) where I was hearing this news about my mum or um, about someone breaking up with me, which would later feel extremely painful But in that moment, there was no feeling. I can't quite explain it, but I wonder if you can get a sense of what I mean. Like, in extreme moments, there's a kind of getting out of our head, just for a moment perhaps, or sometimes longer. It's hard to put into words, but sit with me here for a second. And if you want to, and you don't have to, recall a bad thing happening and see with curiosity, if you can get a sense of what I mean, this indescribable something that I'm really struggling to put words to, which is great for a podcast. Take a moment yourself to see if you can find that in your own life when a bad thing has happened. There's something about being in the bad thing that's different to imagining a bad thing happening. When it's actually happening, There's an aliveness to it, a movement. 
we can actually do stuff or not, but new thoughts are going to come. The experience is alive and moving. It's dynamic and changing. But when we imagine the bad things, we live in the worst part of it because we feel our thinking. So we're feeling the thoughts about the bad thing, like the fear or the terror or the sadness. But those thoughts are static. They're kind of dead because they can't go anywhere because they're made up, right? They're just swirling around the box of our mind because the thing isn't happening. Does this make sense in any way? This is how life works. It plays out in real time with far more ease than when we are imagining and planning life in our head. A simple example of this dynamic moving is a conversation, right? All humans have, at some point or another, ran through a possible future conversation in their mind. I do it all the time. We plan what we will say, then we plan the response from the other person, and then we plan our response back to them, and then we plot this over different scenarios. God, it's a fucking time suck. <laughs> but invariably, the conversation is mostly quite different when it happens in life and outside of our minds, because it's dynamic, just like everything. There are all the other outside factors involved rather than just the same old stuff our brain comes up with when we're imagining things. And we move through conversations every day, having no idea what will be said. We do this so naturally. We're made to respond to the moment. We're made to respond to life in real time. We fear a bad thing happening because we think we won't be able to handle it. We imagine getting dumped and we feel the agony of that in the moment when we are thinking it and we think we can't handle it in real life. We imagine losing our job and we feel the worry of that and think we can't handle it in real life. We imagine a health issue for ourselves or our family and we live in the terror of that and think we couldn't handle it in real life. But you can't not handle it. Sure, there's no denying you'll experience some horrid feelings, but we feel those horrid feelings ahead of time anyway by imagining the bad thing. But you'll handle it because you can't not handle it. Yes, the handling of it may look very different to what our brain wants, but I think we're all coming to see that what our brain wants is fucking bullshit. I really do not want to take away from the experience of a thing happening in life which is bad to us. I am not trying to make you feel better about it or say it doesn't matter or anything like that. It's more about seeing how we innocently cause ourselves unnecessary pain by fearing a bad feeling in the future, which is going to happen, but mistakenly and again innocently misunderstanding what the feelings mean. When we see more that feelings are a reflection of our thinking in the moment and not feedback on the world, the experience of them softens somewhat. We are made to feel everything. We are made to navigate life with all of its ups and downs moment by moment. Okay, 
Let's go and hang with anxious Alice. I feel like we've not hung out with her in a long time. Hey, Alice. What's up? What's occurring to you as you listen to this? Alice tells us that uncertainty shows up for her around her kids and their futures. I feel like I want to be sure that they will be safe, healthy and happy and that we will have a good relationship and I worry about it a lot, says Alice. I think you're saying that that's normal, so the fact that I'm even worrying about this is okay and not a problem in itself or a reflection on me or even an indicator of a bad thing happening. Yes, Alice, that is what I'm saying. Alice says, I'm also kind of seeing that even if something happens, it's not going to play out in the way I'm thinking about it and that I know even less than I thought. (laughs) Yes, Alice. I know nothing about the future and I can't know which is kind of freeing, but also weird. Yes, Alice, I love what you're saying. Alice goes on. I also noticed that I only feel the worry and anxiety of not knowing what will happen when I'm imagining that the unknown is filled with bad things. I never even think of the possible good things. This is so interesting. Very good, Alice. Very interesting, Alice. I just love that you're kind of seeing this a bit. Now, what's cool about all this is that Alice will not need to chew over the little glimpses that she's had about uncertainty or anything, and neither do you. As I said back in the noticing episode, just kind of seeing what you notice around uncertainty and your relationship to that can poke a hole in it to let a bit of light through, which can change everything. Okay, let's bring this one home. So, Uncertainty is an inescapable thread that runs through our whole life. But we fear uncertainty or it shows up as anxiety and worry and doubt when we think something is at stake, like our well-being, our peace, our contentment, our happiness, whatever. When we are fearful of uncertainty, we're fearful of a bad feeling at some point in the future. (laughs) We will feel bad feelings in the future. I felt a ton of them since I last did a podcast recording. (laughs) They will show up. They'll move on. Then they show up. And then move on. And they show up again even more. Move on. Repeat. All throughout life. But we are made to feel all the things. And we're made to move through life. Or even be moved through is another way of saying it navigating the moments as they reveal themselves. We are made for the moment to respond to the moment, not to make up and try and solve for imagined moments. This is why we do so much better than we think when a bad thing actually happens. You don't need to scare yourself ahead of time with worries of the unknown. But you will, sometimes, just like I do, because we are humans and humans worry. But we don't need to pay attention so much. A worried thought isn't a call to action, it's a brain being a brain and we don't need to take them seriously. But sometimes we will take them seriously. (laughs) Me too. The degree to which we take our worried thoughts seriously will go up and down. And just knowing that is very helpful. 
to me anyway, and hopefully helpful to you. What if you can be uncertain, full stop, or period, for my North American friends, without adding the layers of meaning, like, I feel uncertain, full stop, or period, rather than, I feel uncertain because I don't know if I'm going to get the promotion that I need to afford my mortgage, right? When I'm exploring this with people, there's often a ton of, wait, but what about X situation? If you have something on your mind like that right now, I would gently ask you to look beyond the situation to the source of your experience, which will be your thoughts and feelings. See if you can just get a tiny sense of how your thoughts and feelings are moving. Yes, they may feel stuck in the same now, but they will be moving on. Yes, they will still suck at times, whether that bad thing you're thinking of right now happens or not. There is no denying that there are situations in the world which will make many of us have a difficult experience, and this episode is not claiming otherwise. But when we just look a little to how our experience is created, things change. Having said all that, if you have a situation on your mind and you can't see past the thing, no worries and same for me for a long time. If this is you, don't stew in it and drive yourself nuts. You're very welcome to pop me an email or a DM, links in the show notes, and I will help you. Okay, that's all on uncertainty. Thank you for hanging out with me for this two-parter. Just before I go, a reminder that I'm introducing the slow sessions soon, which is a monthly space where we can kind of get together and take a fresh look at life more simply and slow down our mind and get some clarity and a bit of space around whatever's going on. So drop-in thing, it's totally free. If you want to be notified about what's happening with that and when it's starting, then just sign up to the form in the show notes. Okay, thank you so much for hanging out with me again and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at Siobhan Freel or visit me at SiobhanFreel.com. See you next time.